In a culture of highlight reels and Instagram aesthetics, it's easy for our walk with God to turn into one big performance for everyone else, instead of an honest seeking of Jesus for ourselves. Well, in this podcast, we're going to get real and talk about the joys and struggles of being a Christian in this day and age. Because, well, why not? Hi guys, welcome back to the Why Not Podcast with me, Connor JC, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that I'm sure we all can relate to. So on Instagram, on the Why Not Podcast Instagram, if you're not following it already, go and do that. But I put up a story saying, okay, what topics would you like me to talk about? And one of the responses was this. Could you do a podcast episode on how to get back to kind of devotions and your prayer life after a period of no motivation? And the responses that I got when I posted this was incredible. Like the amount of DMs of people saying, felt me too yes please do you struggle with that too and let me tell you now yes there are times where it is a chore and a half to get into the word i feel like god's been really kind to me recently there's it's been a couple of months where i feel like i've got into a good routine but even still my lazy heart my sinful heart makes me feel like i have no motivation and i think that i don't know about you but i can easily get into the habit of kind of praying and getting into the word while having no motivation. So like I'm doing it, but it's not doing anything. And maybe that's just me not realizing that the spirit is still working in those times. But I feel like I've gone from a place of like having no motivation and doing nothing to where I do it, but it feels like it's, I'm just watching myself do this and I'm not participating. So yeah, I thought that we'd talk about this one. And yeah, I think it's something that we can all relate to. I would really love for you guys to kind of send me an email or message me about kind of what things have helped you. At the end of this, I'll share some of the responses that people said. There were some like helpful ones, some a little unhelpful, but we'll talk about that later. The first thing I want to say with kind of having those periods of no motivation, it's normal. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it something that is kind of not sinful. But we need to kind of understand that we are going to go through those times. And I think when we put unrealistic expectations on ourselves, then we're just going to fail all the time. And I guess social media doesn't really help. I feel kind of guilty when I say that because I'm the type of person that does create kind of Christian content. But like when you're creating Christian content, it's easy to just do that and not actually care what you're doing or not have fought through it or prayed through it. It's easy to just do it for the sake of doing it. And then when people kind of see this, they see you in a certain way and you're like, oh wow, they have it all together. And that can make you feel so much worse about yourself. Like before I kind of started doing kind of Christian social media stuff, I remember there's like people that would be posting kind of devotions online I'd be like oh you you really had a devotion today how tell me I really want to know and people would be doing like bible studies live every single day and I'm like where do you get the motivation to do that but I think the most important thing to remember is that we all are going to have these times of no motivation and the biggest thing that I want to remind us is one that it's not okay that it is sinful and that we should be kind of coming to God in prayer and repentance for our lazy hearts. But don't condemn yourself when you fail. 
Like, the devil is great at pointing out our flaws. And yes, we do have flaws. I have flaws. But, like, he will capitalise on that for sure. He doesn't want us to get into God's word. He wants us to continue feeling, like, so sorry for ourselves and so bad. Like, do you really think the devil wants you in God's word? Like, no. Remember, Romans 8.1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Like, we need to let go of our guilt surrounding the fact that we haven't read the Bible. And kind of when we pray and repent and give that up to God, it frees us to be able to just look at God's word and seek him instead of thinking of it as something that we need to do to remain as a Christian. That kind of links into what I want to say next. Like, the Bible isn't about us. Our devotional life isn't necessarily about us. It's a time where we get to learn more about God. And I think that's like a big switch in thinking that has really helped me. Whereas before, kind of having a tick the box attitude, it was still just all about me. Okay, I need to do this if I am to continue being a Christian. I need to do this because this is what Christians do. But I guess God has just been kind to me in helping me change into, wow, I want to get to know more about God today. I wonder what God's word says about this. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I still have a check the box kind of narrative going on in my brain. But alongside that is a, ah, I want to know more about God. And I think that if you're listening to this and if you're the type of person who has kind of messaged and been like, yeah, I struggle with this too. The fact that you're struggling means that you do desire to get into God's word. You do desire to pray. But, you know, the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. I'm pretty sure I said that the wrong way around. So now that we've kind of covered that it's okay to struggle, that we should be repenting of that struggle and kind of we should be rethinking the way that we see our devotional life. What do we, what should we do? What things can help in coming back to prayer and to God's word? Well, the first thing I want to say is prayer. How can prayer help with prayer? How can prayer help with devotional life? (laughs) It sounds a bit weird, but everything should start off with prayer. Prayer of praise, for sure. I think that a massive thing that has helped me is spending time praising God for who he is. The minute we take our eyes off God, we are focusing on ourselves. And if we go into our devotions kind of just thinking about ourselves and not kind of seeking God, then we are kind of just looking for an intellectual exercise. Only prayer can transform information into intimacy. And how can you be intimate with someone if you don't know them? So I really recommend before you start your devotion, the first thing that you do in prayer should be praising God. There's so many things that we can be praising God for. I think it was like a couple of months ago, maybe I spoke to you guys about this, but in my kind of small Bible study group at church, we were looking at a psalm. I can't even remember what psalm it is now. I think it was Psalm 110. And it was just a constant repetition of how they were crying out to the Lord in their distress. And then it was always immediately followed by praise for what God has done. And like praising God in hopeful expectation of what God will do in the future. 
As Christians, we have like such a bright future ahead of us. We are waiting for Jesus to return and we're going to be made perfect. We're never going to struggle with devotional life again. Like how amazing is that? And that, that, that future is solid for us. We can have full assurance that there will be a day where we will not struggle to come into God's presence. And we're just going to be perfect because what 1 John 3 says that when we see him, when we see Jesus, that is, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. Like, how amazing is that? But also we have the Holy Spirit indwelling us as Christians, which helps us kind of have a little glimpse of the glory to come. We're not alone when we do our devotional time. We're not alone when we pray. But the first thing that we should do is pray and praise God for his provision in sending us his spirit. We can praise God for the opportunity we have to publicly or privately open up the Bible. There's so many people around the world who aren't able to. There are a lot of people in families that kind of don't allow them to. So there really are simple things to be praising God for. Even something as trivial as being born in this day and age. And I'm not talking about whatever kind of social, economic place you're at. I'm talking about post-resurrection. Like, we can look back at Jesus and look forward to Jesus. Like, that's amazing in and of itself. And that's not to downplay kind of the struggles that people go through. But just remember that there are always things to praise God for. And even in those rough times, we can still be praising God for the glory to come. And I really hope that that truth just sinks into your heart, as I hope that it does in mine. It's easy when you're going through stuff to take your eyes off the prize, if you will. So yes, prayer, definitely the first thing. Because if we think about it, our devotional life, it's not about willpower. If it was just about willpower, then like, what makes it any different from any other thing that we force ourselves to do? The moment we try and force ourselves to read the Bible and to pray, then we have taken our heart out, out of the equation. There are no rules in the Bible of, like, reading the word. God just wants us to open it and soak in it and be in his presence. And that's kind of where I have a problem with some, like, Bible in a year plans, because it just doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for you, it doesn't work for me, because it just, I'm like, okay, well, um, I need to fill up my quota for today, and if I don't, then I am a failure. Like, God didn't say, alright Connor, here's your to-do list. He said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give them rest. Like, it's amazing. And we also need to remember, like, our heart's kind of sinful nature. As humans, we don't naturally want God. And we need to understand that learning how to love reading the Bible and learning how to love prayer doesn't begin with us. We need to be praying for God to stir a longing in our hearts for scripture. And he can do that. I can see how God's kind of changed that in my life. And I have a long way to go. And I'm excited to see how how much more God can work in me and help me love him. It's crazy. <laughs> like, we need God's help in order to love him. I, I just find that so bizarre, but so thankful, because if it was down to me, then I, I don't know where my spiritual life would be at. So the, I've kind of touched on the second thing I wanted to talk about, which is kind of restructuring, because there's always a reason why we kind of lose motivation. Maybe we are distracted by so many things. 
you know we have families we have jobs we have exams and schools and stuff to do and we do end up prioritizing the wrong things things that are really good but things that can be kind of centered around something else in one of my favorite books it's living the cross-centered life by cj mahaney he starts off the book by saying what is your life centered around and then he 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 says like what what's the thing that you think about most in the day what's the thing that you're hoping for and longing for the most and he kind of leads you down a path of just really thinking about like where is my heart at what am i actually living for and then like throughout the whole book he just like attempts to help us reorient our lives around the cross and in our day that's kind of the thing that we should be doing i'm sure you've probably heard people say oh you should you know start in the morning with having a quiet time but you know that doesn't always work for people i think that there's massive wisdom in that like jesus did that and if it was good enough for jesus then it's good enough for me let's briefly take a look at psalm 1 blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the lord and who meditates on his law day and night that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the ways of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. I want to draw our attention to that verse 2. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night? Meditating on God's word day and night is of such a great spiritual benefit to the believer. You know, you are what you watch. You are the people that you hang around with. The more things that you consume and the, the majority of your time spent doing something really does influence the way that you see life and think, especially throughout the day. Like, let's say you wake up in the morning and if the first thing you do is switch on your phone like me and look at social media, then you're kind of preparing your brain for a day of just kind of not God. <laughs> like, let's put it lightly. But just imagine if we spent the time that we would in the morning doing everything apart from having a quiet time, actually having a quiet time. How, how much more would that kind of set up our day to live kind of grateful lives and thankful lives and kind of have just God in our brain? That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? And I think that Psalm 1 is just a great helpful reminder. Maybe even read that to yourself every day. I think that that is a really great way to start your day. So in all of that, I, I just want to say that structuring God into your day I mean, I know it's hard for people to have kind of time set aside, but we do kind of make time when there is no time. And instead of factoring in everything else before fitting in God, we should be looking forward to our time spent with God the most. And let's be real, hardly any of the time that we live, we're like, I can't wait to go and read my Bible. I mean, sometimes there are those times where if we think about it, like, I can't wait for dinner. I can't wait to just go to sleep. I can't wait to just slap on Netflix and drift off into a mindless abyss. But we really need God's spirit and God's help into restructuring our brain and our time 
so that everything is focused on him. And, you know, once we don't do that, then it's so easy to fall away. Having structure is just such a good thing. In terms of, like, practical structure, something that I've really found helpful is I kind of split up my devotions in a way. In the morning, I kind of read, just read. I I don't study, but I just read, like, a passage. And then I listen to, like, a talk or a podcast. And that's really, like, it really helps me because I am such a slow burner in the morning. My brain does not activate until 10 shots of coffee and then 2pm. Like, that's when I'm at my prime. But kind of going to work and walking and listening to God's word and listening to kind of a podcast, really helpful. If you want recommendations of things to listen to, then just hit me up. Or actually, I did a podcast episode on that, so go and look at that. But having that is really helpful for me. And then in the evening, I have a time where I do a Bible study, where I kind of look at God's word, and that is really helpful. And obviously, like, I am doing this podcast too. I didn't used to do this before, but now I've got into a good habit of kind of reading and looking over the passage in the morning and then studying it after I do the podcast and like speaking the words while I'm doing the podcast. So that's also really helpful. But like, you know, you probably have that advice where people are like, you know, it's so good to have a devotion in the morning. I, like, I kind of said that, but it's true. Like it really does set you up for your day. And it, it's something that like we know, but we're just like, yeah, whatever. But then every time we do it, we're like, you know what? People aren't lying to me. Like, there are godly Christians who are recommending this because it works. (laughs) They're not just trying to flex their knowledge. They have been in my shoes. And I think that is also something really helpful. Speak to godly men and women in your life who will be able to help you with kind of giving advice about how to structure quiet times. What works for them? Like, I'm telling you what works for me, but that doesn't mean it works for you. And being able to have someone to hold you accountable too is is great. Not saying, have you read your Bible? But saying, ah, oh, what did you learn in God's word today? What, what, what thing about God has just really stayed in your mind today? And having those friends and that accountability is just really important. So I would definitely recommend that in your structure, you seek advice from older, wiser Christians. For many of you, maybe you see me as an older, wiser Christian. I'd be happy to have these conversations, but I'd really just want to direct you back to people in your local church. If you're not part of a local church, go and join one. Really, like, honestly, it'll be one of the best decisions of your life. Trust me. Like, here's your brother in Christ here. Like, I'm telling you, it's going to be good. But if if you don't have a church, then feel free to reach out. If you don't know many Christians, then yes, my DMs are always open. But yeah, I have a lot to learn. I have a long way to grow. And I'm so grateful for the godly influences that God has put in my life. And be praying about godly influences in your life if you don't have any at the moment. I'm trying to like really capitalize on prayer here because it's something that I struggle with. But I kind of, I know in my head that we can't do anything without God. The way that we express our faith is through prayer, our dependence on God. And I just really want to make it clear here that our devotional life can't exist without prayer. I'm going to say it again. Only prayer can transform information into intimacy. I'm definitely going to tweet that, so don't come for me. But it's just such a really good thing. Because when we do our quiet times, I'm going a little bit off topic here. But 
sometimes even when we're doing the quiet time, we kind of do get a reward, right? We get to gain more information, but there is a danger in seeking more of God and just gaining information. And I'm not saying that from me, like that's what the Bible says. The Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians 8, 1, that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Paul is clear that we can have all knowledge, but not love. And knowledge without love leads us to have nothing. We can store all of this information up about God, but only prayer can transform this information into intimacy with God. And only prayer can help us apply these things to our life and help us love people better. So I feel like I might have gone a little bit off topic, but going back to structure, I would personally recommend kind of going through a couple of verses. I think a big kind of bad habit of mine is saying, okay, I'm having my devotional, that means I must do all of this stuff for it to kind of be anything. But really, you can be looking at one verse for half an hour and have that verse in your brain the whole day and you could get more out of that one verse than reading a whole chapter. So I'd say don't be too kind of, what's the word, ambitious? Because then it has a danger of just becoming doing this for the sake of doing it instead of wanting to really seek God. And definitely, like, if there's something that really sticks out, maybe just stop reading what you're doing and just continue to focus on that, meditate on it, store it up in your heart. I definitely say that, you know, reading big chunks is great, and I think there's a time and place for that, but also there's such kind of worth in just stewing over a couple of verses. So yeah, with your structure, when you finally do get to that time, give yourself allowances, especially if you're really ambitious with how much you want to read a day or a week or how quickly you want to finish this, then as soon as you kind of fail one day, then that just puts you off and then you lose motivation. It's so hard to get back, especially if you've been so ambitious, you've fallen away and you're like, well, I have to go back all the way there where I was before. So definitely take it easy. A couple of verses, you don't have to follow a regimented plan, but those are really helpful. Use those to inform your devotions. Don't necessarily use them to like as a be all end all for your devotions and change up your devotions. You don't have to do the Bible reading plan every day. Maybe you want to read a little bit of a Christian book, a couple of pages, or maybe you want to listen to a sermon. Like, it's okay. <laughs> having devotions looks different for everyone. The most important thing is prayer and having being fed from the word and, and having that as being time with you and God. So yeah, I hope that any of that helped in terms of the structuring. I'm just kind of sharing my wisdom and I have very little wisdom. I've been a Christian for five years and as I've said before, and I will always say probably until I die, I have a long way to grow. So I'm not really following a script here. So I feel like my points are all over the place, but I have three things that I want to say that will hopefully, I pray, help those who are struggling right now, who are in a place of no motivation. And I hope they will help those who are kind of in a good place and are kind of persevering right now. And those who are kind of in the middle, just kind of always up and down. First thing I want to say is stay amazed at grace. Like our biggest way to kind of fight this lack of motivation and to fight pride and complacency in our Bible reading and our prayer time is to always be amazed at what we learn about God. Always be amazed about who he is. 
and forget about yourself. Die to self. The freedom of self-forgetfulness. Like, it's not about how much we know. It's not about how good our kind of consistency is. It's about God. Be amazed at him and especially his grace. Grace despite our rebellion, covering our past, flooding our present and increasing forever into the future. May God never let you call to his grace. In our kind of day and age, we have an unusual and increasing wealth of information about God right at our fingertips. And we shouldn't kind of be numb to that and how amazing and how privileged we are to be able to to have that. We should be amazed that we even know this God and that he loves us as surely and sacrificially as he does. I hope that that's kind of that's the thing that will kind of always stay in the back of your head. Just remember how big and how great and how good your God is. In those times where you're feeling unmotivated, remember who it is that you serve. Preach the gospel to yourself. Remind yourself. But I'm not going to go too much into that because I'm going to talk about that in a little second. The second thing that I want to say to help with this no motivation is kind of what I was talking about at the start. Is remembering that we can do nothing without God. If you want to miss God in your Bible reading, if you want to take God out of your equation for devotions, all you have to do is stop praying. Prayer is what kind of helps us. It's God helping us seek him. It's God revealing himself to us. We need to be willing to not have it all about us, to not be trusting in our own strength, but to be looking at God and just really focusing on him. And that is hard. That's something that I don't think any of us will ever get perfect until Jesus returns. God gave us the Bible so that we can know him and Jesus encourages us to pray. He's taught us how to pray. Jesus himself prays time and time again in the Gospels. If Jesus found it necessary to pray, then we definitely should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So once again, read something really awesome and it said, Prayer is our participation in the fellowship God has accomplished. Let me, let me say that again. It's gold. Prayer is our participation in the fellowship God has accomplished. Just think about that. When we bow our heads in faith, we're joining the greatest story ever told. Living out God's love for broken sinners and sending his son to die for us. Prayer is the closest we can come to God in this world. When we avoid prayer... Our precious doctrine and all this information that we learn will inevitably produce pride in us. We should be asking God to make as much of himself in our heart as he does in our minds. So that's kind of uh, the second reason of, second way to stay motivated, to just be utterly dependent on God, to be praying. The last thing I want to encourage us in, if you are kind of having no motivation, and if you are in a good place or just somewhere in the middle, is to remember Jesus, stay focused on him. Because at the end of the day, that is where our hope is at. Without Jesus, without the cross, we have no faith. We have no reason to get into the word. And it's having Christ in our hearts and it's remembering him and remembering the gospel that will encourage us to get into his word when we're not feeling it to stay in the word when we are feeling it. The Bible gives us a full and complex and diverse profile of the most important, most satisfying individual to ever walk this earth. So stay focused on him. 
Never move on from the cross. Never move on from the cross. Remember the gospel. Preach it to yourself every day. And remember that Jesus understands. Like, it's not only that we need his help, but he became flesh, faced all the temptations that we did, yet never sinned. He made a way for us to be able to commune with God the same way that he does. Like, when he was on earth, it wasn't as if he just kind of kept popping back into heaven to have a quick chat to God and then just pop back down. No. He left heaven, came to earth, communicated with God in prayer and told us that we can pray our Father in heaven. Like, how amazing is that? So just remember, when you are feeling no motivation, that Jesus is still good. God is still just as real and as good in those times than he is when you're feeling it. Remember that you can't do anything without his help. And just remember how great our God is. So those are kind of the things that I wanted to say, things that I feel like could be helpful, maybe, maybe not. But now I want to get on to some of the things that you guys said. I'm only going to choose a couple because this episode is really long. But we have someone that said, Pro tip from a procrastination champ, force yourself to seek God to your hearts on fire again. So um, I kind of agree with that. In a sense, there there does come a point where we do need to be kind of firm in ourselves and be like, okay, I'm going to do this regardless. But it it should always flow from a want of God, a a love for God. Because if it's just for the sake of doing it, it's never going to happen. And if it does, then we're not going to be doing it and getting the things out of it that we that we want. But definitely keep persevering. Keep persevering. Next person says, push through, even if it's just a chapter or a few verses. Small consistency turns into full consistency. That's quite interesting. But yeah, I think I've kind of mentioned that. That even if it's like a chapter or a few verses, stew on those. Start small. You don't need to try and read the whole Bible in a day. <laughs> like, take it easy. Take it easy. This one is hilarious. Talk to an atheist or a heretic. They'll encourage you to study the scriptures and pray. <laughs> I have never heard anything more accurate. I love debates. If you guys follow me on TikTok, you know that. You've come to my live discussions. And it really is true. Having conversations with other people, I'm, I'm going to broaden this out. Having conversations with other people and being encouraged by others and being open and honest with others does encourage you to get back into the word. Surround yourself with people that will hold you accountable. Look at people who are real and who do talk about kind of the struggles. But also remember to join a local church. I can't stress that enough. The next person says... Literally, just ask God for the motivation, he will give it. Short and sweet, and it's true. It really is true. It starts with God. And the last one, I'm not sure I fully agree with the way it's phrased, but I think the idea is right. Reading your Bible is not backed by motivation. It's like eating food every day. I think what this person's trying to say is that we don't need motivation to eat breakfast in the morning. Maybe some of us do. I do. That was probably a really bad analogy. Some of us don't need motivation to go and watch Netflix. So in the same way that we don't need motivation for that, we shouldn't really need motivation to read our Bible. And what he's saying is, we don't need motivation to eat food, something that sustains us, something that we need to live. The Bible is something that we need to live, and that should be all the motivation we need. But 
that comes with time. I and mean, I doubt that anyone is perfect in their devotions. And in fact, I can tell you that nobody is perfect in their devotions. So there we go. That is the episode I have for you guys. I hope you found it edifying and encouraging. Remember to pray, pray, pray. Because if you ain't praying, then you ain't slaying. I had to bring that back. I still can't believe I said that one day. But anyway, if you're listening to this and you have no sort of Bible reading plan, I, on this podcast, am going through one chapter of the Bible a day. So feel free to just jump right in with me. Tomorrow we're going to be jumping into John chapter 3. So yeah, feel free to listen along, look at the study questions. I post those on Instagram and you can always reach out and chat to me or chat to other friends about what you're learning and listening to. So that's just a helpful tool. If you need a little bit of structure or you just don't know where to start, you can start with that. But there are great resources out there. But anyway, until tomorrow where we jump into John chapter 3, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one.